in a world where a man can only play one note 12 times <laughs> and a woman who can only play 12 notes once join us in revelry as we witness a star being birthed on story for Jack Nicholson. Every time I say podcast, it sounds like Jack Nicholson impression to me. Yeah. So if you haven't heard him do that in a while. Oh, wow. I didn't get that from that at all. Okay. Well, (laughs) I heard Jack, but did you hear Jack Black in there? That didn't sound anything like Jack Nicholson. I'm getting some sweet sass from our guest, Janelle Kester. (laughs) Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. I love you both, and thanks. If you listen to the last episode, this is my current girlfriend and hopefully for the future girlfriend. <laughs> um, we have her on the podcast. Uh, that came up? It did come up. 100%. He said my current girlfriend at one point oh, in the man. podcast. So and I good. gave him so much guff immediately. So <laughs> I very quickly said, and hopefully for the future. He did. He I did. did. By the way, if you've never heard this podcast before, I'm Brandon Thresher, <laughs> and this is... I'm Sam. Sam Forbes is my last name. Uh, and we went and we watched uh, A Star is Born together, and we're going to kind of talk about it and uh, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, um, thoughts on the movie. Um, this does contain spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Heavy spoilers. I want to spoil them. So please, <laughs> if you have not seen A Star is Born and you do care about spoilers, go ahead and press the pause button and then go watch the movie we're- and then come back and press the play button. Because we're going to treat this movie like grandparents treat their grandchildren and spoil it. Yes. Yep. I'm going like to pinch the cheeks. Pinch the cheeks of this movie. And give it a puppy that then the parents have to take care of uh, without consulting the parents. No, and the parents are not involved in this decision. And also offering them a butterscotch whenever. Yes. I mean, before they were even allowed to have sugar. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy. Yeah, but it's, but it's, you know. Here's the new Xbox, kid. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we're talking about A Star is Born, and then we will eventually talk about kind of what the movie inspired us uh, in a topic of some sense. Remakes! Remakes! Um, so yeah, so first off the bat, kind of general impressions. It seemed like we all very much enjoyed the movie. Very much. Are we jumping into spoiler land? Let's talk yeah, about yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the movie. You guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> guys, it will wreck you it was very it's a very emotional film i think we were all feeling the feels for a myriad of reasons so this movie is a retelling of a star is born which has been done a bajillion times turns mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. i thought that there were there are very famously three maybe four versions mm-hmm. before this one uh, turns out there's a ton more. An IMDb search reveals that there are also um, foreign language ones as well as a porn version. Thank goodness. A porn star is born. I'm, yep. I'm super into that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like research or? No, I'm not going to go watch it. I just think <laughs> it's hilarious and think that the idea of that in a porn is so funny to me. Like, I just. 
so quickly, I'll say the the general story that is told. Yeah, if you in tell all the general these... story, they'll all know why the porn is so good. So go ahead and tell them, Janelle, why the porn uh, okay. is so good. Um, so uh, it is classically done, in which there is a, the male protagonist is a star of some kind. Uh, sometimes it's a movie star, and sometimes it's a, a musician. Um, who is popular but troubled um, and then meets a younger or just a newer artist as well who, and she usually is, you know, struggling and unknown. They meet, fall in love, and then as she climbs higher in famousness, his uh, star starts to decline and then trouble ensues. Um, so that's that's generally the the pattern that these go. Uh, there the originally they before this remake happened because they almost remade this movie with several other people. One of them was I believe Jennifer Lopez what? discovers Will Smith, and it was a gender reversal, Ooh. which probably would have had a little different kind of music too. Yeah, would be that's my, not, would be I my mean, guess. Unless Will Smith like comes out as a surprising country singer, that would have been surprising. Listen, if he was in the same country, I'd listen. I'd hundred. Wow, love Will Smith. I do. And I'm going on the record. <laughs> and as far as we know, the two are always romantically involved as well, right? Oh. That's definitely a part of the movie? Or we don't know that? Yeah, they fall in love. Yeah, they fall in love, and it's a, yeah. It's a um, tumultuous relationship. Right. So just to say, obviously, the porn would then make sense. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was the <laughs> I feel like you could sing any of the cool songs from this movie. Ooh. And in the concept, like the mental thought process of, of that's what she said. Mm, kind of yeah. thing for porn, like that's good. Um, tell me something, oh, boy. Sure, go ahead. That's what she said. Tell me something. <laughs> tell me something, boy. Yeah, yeah. Something. something. You like that? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna quickly grab the reins and continue forward. <laughs> that's what she said. So the. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, so that's the general. Thank pl- you, Brandon. That's the general. So that's the general plot. Um. This film um, uh, had some of those things in it, where there's the Bradley Cooper is like a country rock singer uh, and just so happens to be at a bar in which Lady Gaga's character is singing. Um, And it is a magical moment. The... And then he, anyway, blah, blah, blah. he falls for her very quickly. He certainly does. He well, she's so charming dude, and talented, dude. So the movie, the movie was like pretty great. I really enjoyed it. I think the performances across the board were like pretty spectacular, like just yeah. stellar. There wasn't Sam disagrees, but I just don't think there was like an off moment. Like it was just acted so well. I was so impressed. Um Bradley Cooper stars in it and also directed it. And then and was a co-writer. Just uh, true. And and um sang it. I think he was also a producer too. Like why not, right? Just, yeah, just why not? throw that one on. <laughs> sure. It was very much a Bradley Cooper movie. <laughs> um but he was pretty phenomenal and Lady Gaga was like so good. Yeah, just to, just to quickly say, so they so they meet in this bar, 
and they start to fall for each other and him being famous and her being uh, an aspiring singer. Songwriter, yeah. Songwriter. Uh, he brings her into his world and gives her a platform mm-hmm. um, and they are in love and singing together and she starts to get a career because she's very talented and people are now seeing that mm-hmm. and that leads to more drama <laughs> sure, uh, yeah uh, basically throwing yeah. it around essentially <laughs> uh, her career sparks like we said earlier his tanks eventually leading to his suicide uh, which we can talk about for sure um, and the movie kind of ends with him committing suicide and her singing one last song um, d- that he actually wrote before he died. It was like the last for song. Her, right? Yeah, for her. Which um, is different from the from the 70s one, right? Because he died in a car accident. Yeah. Still drunk, so it's kind of like, did he kind of kill himself, though? But for sure. Definitely did not, like, commit suicide. Yeah, gosh, I forgot. I like, I've, seen, I've seen the Barbra Streisand Chris Christopherson one once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading up about it again but now i can't remember precisely what it was but uh i will say there's there's like specific little like motifs that are repeated or like redone from the judy garland one to the barbara streisand one that i don't think are necessarily a part of the newer one which is cool this one seems like a uh, maybe more of a departure like each one is sort of evolving further the first two were both in like the movie industry and then Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson was specific to music. And then this one was specific to music as well. Um, Oh, the, the, uh, but there's this motif um, of uh, in the Judy Garland one. I think there's something along the lines of like, he at one point when they first meet, he like takes her lipstick and like make puts a heart on the wall or a mirror or something like that. And then, in the Chris Christopherson one, there's something where he brings her to his house and he like spray paints her name on a wall. Oh yeah, yeah. Or something like that. But Esther. then Yeah. But both of those are treated like in a in a moment when she's looking back and then like they you know, she catches it and remembers. And there's a yeah. Brandon just did the thing where um she takes her her index finger and runs it from her forehead down to her chin because he loves her nose and she's self-conscious about it <laughs> guys i relate so much as one look at you again <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy Try. that the mics will definitely pick up the reverberation of janelle just smacking the table i'm right sorry now. no <laughs> it's <laughs> great it's great uh yeah so yes so that's what the movie's about all of us very much loved the movie um, I I specifically thought the first like forty minutes or so were like amazing, amazing, Magic. amazing good. Magic. Um, s- very much better than the second half, though. I think the second half is also good. Um, just the I'm, second half is harder. It's sure. just harder. Sure, for sure. Um, because we love them so much. The thing that I loved that I felt stronger in the first forty minutes that I know that you guys loved throughout the whole movie was just like it was such a crazy, vulnerable film. Um, and they were able to capture like so much realism of these people's like lives and their relationships and how they were feeling and affecting each other, um, and like very like deep levels of things um, done both through like song but also in like these conversations, um, like reaction shots, like stuff like that. Like they would just be having a conversation, or she would like get up and like. There's a part in the beginning where they're like sitting in a parking lot, and she like gets up and like sings, and like it is a very vulnerable setting. Um, and they were just able to capture that like throughout the movie, um, which I thought made. It, very very good um i know brandon mentioned it was like the most 
realistic cinematic experience he's ever experienced. Yeah. Um, I just I think like crazy kudos to the movie that they were able to capture that. That was the thing that I loved the most was that. Yeah, definitely. I I I felt so drawn in, and I because I feel like there's a lot of times they'll be like, oh, we want this. Uh, we used uh, before and after sunset. We used those movies as examples, mm-hmm. where I feel very much like it's like a camera following these people around, and it feels very real. But this this felt cinematic. But I felt like they were so real. Even uh, just now, as you're talking about the parking lot scene, there were people in that parking lot. There was like another car in there, and like people next to their car or something. I feel like, if I'm not crazy, his, his driver. His driver's definitely. Oh, that's there. who's over there. Yeah, yeah. which I was also. Thinking, but it's also like a totally hilarious, funny part in my mind when he like gets the like the Cheeto puffs, puffs yeah. and she's like, "Do you want those?" And he's like, "No, we need gauze." And it's like, "Oh, what?" Because like he's sort of like. <laughs> drunk and like is he making sense but then the next cut is them outside talking and he's like wrapping the peas around her hand because she totally knocked this guy out in the bar and then you can see in the background there's the driver eating the cheese puffs and mm-hmm. it's not really talked about at right. all it right. just is yeah. anyway. it's shown i mean they, they they draw just enough attention to it they in do the a end. really great job of setting him up as a guy that you want to like because he's not just famous and talented where a lot of movies might stop there uh, but they set him up as like he's a cowboy and he goes into the strike bar and he's relieved because he's like, oh, I thought it was like hallucinating or something like that. Like he makes a joke about that. Uh, the fact that he takes care of his driver, he thinks of his driver while they're walking around uh, a grocery store. These are all things that are re- make him really endearing. But what I was going to say about the parking lot is the fact that she gets up and sings because there's anybody like and it's outside. It feels vulnerable. And for her to kind of like belt in public, you're kind of like, oh. Even it's in the middle of the night. And to then open a very lot. famous person that she just met that right. night. Like, absolutely. Very vulnerable things. Which is like, oh, it says a lot. She's like bolder. Just in general, the movie did a good job of, like, finding action that did a very good job of showing, not telling. And it also didn't feel like she was, like, braggy about it. You know what I mean? There were there were things. I just really liked these people. Yeah. And when, what, like, I think Sam's departure of it feeling like this, like, perfect realism thing happened earlier than mine. But what happened for me is when I, when I realized where the movie was going... I, I I don't leave movies even if they're bad. I very rarely will walk out of a theater. I think I've done it once, and I'm trying to remember what it was for. Um, but anyways, I was wanting to walk out, not because I thought it was a dumb choice or a bad choice, but because I was not prepared to watch this happen to people that I cared so much about. Yeah, Talking like, about him committing suicide. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, the f- to to realize that uh, that he was going to kill himself, that she was going to have to deal with it, that these characters that I had come to love in this amount of time, that's that's one of the greatest successes of this movie beyond like great craft of acting and stuff like that. Is as a viewer, I felt like I knew and loved these people so much. I um, go- had you guys were you guys familiar with A Star Is Born before this? Had you no nope. 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 Um, I, so I was the only one of our group that knew the story. Um, so I knew going in, he was probably going to die because that's how all of it goes is that he dies and then she, you know, soars. Um, and I, uh, forgot during the movie because I was completely transported. I was so, I was so invested in what was happening and it is a really strange thing, right? Like those, like how... How rare it is now, just perhaps because of our culture and the way that media is now, that how rare it is to be, to experience that transported feeling. I love 
live theater so much because for me at least I feel that most often because it's so immediate you're seeing the person go through it in front of you and there's brief moments when something is so good that you lose yourself in it and you forget you're sitting in a theater watching a thing and I felt like this movie did that so well I completely forgot where the story was going and I completely forgot and I wasn't like thinking about it at all until he's at the rehab and center and he's speaking with the the, the doctor? counselor guy. Counselor guy. From um, Alias. Oh. They work together on Alias. Doctor oh, Alias, oh. yes. Just saying, just saying. Good to know. Um, and he's sharing that story with him about how when he was 12 he had tried to commit suicide and then I went, oh my God. <laughs> He's yeah. gonna die for sure. I totally forgot. That was definitely the first hint, right? But that's like, the thing uh, is that this everyone is where this is going, right? right. Well, that's it the, was a gun rule. That's yeah. the yeah. bit when you know it's like it's there now, so right. everyone kind of has it in their head. But I knew it was coming, and then completely forgot until then. Right, like it right. was just what a what a gift for sure. I think the more I think about it now too, um, and us mentioning like how much we felt like we knew these people. Um, and again, talking about like uh, showing over telling, I do think they did a really good job at that. But I think more like when we even just talking about her like jumping up and, t- and singing in the parking lot, like we have so many descriptions of like what that moment was. And I feel like they were able to capture so many levels of emotion or so many levels of like what was going on inside these characters at, at every turn. Gosh, There's they, a moment where like, yeah, like, they let things breathe. Like yeah. you were able like you saw it. It felt so much more real because we're watching them affect each other and then be affected we get to see all of it it had breath right it wasn't like quick 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 quick, move 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 like it really yeah absolutely but the pacing felt really smooth too yeah yep. there's so. a there's a part where uh he brings her on stage uh, mm. to, to sing where she's like just coming to like watch and then he like makes her come and sing the song that she had sung in the parking lot that she made up basically um, but like the uh, we we've talked about this moment a couple times and like that we were t- that she that they're capturing both like her being incredibly nervous and what a like crazy situation this is mixed with like her like being in a way like romantically like ooh wooed by him like calling her like that's a part of it too um, and then the, also that she's like thriving in this moment that she's like a star is being born like in this moment um, and her being so self conscious at the same time of like being so like happy and like like living like for like one of the first times in her life like so to speak like they captured so many different things in this one moment um and i felt like again lady gaga did such a great job of like displaying all of those things but yeah i just think that uh they were so efficient and like what you guys are saying about pacing everything and like letting it breathe they like let us experience every single thing that you could possibly experience in a single moment that you could if that makes sense and it made us feel like we knew these characters so deeply so what's really difficult about this podcast is our intention is to talk about a topic, but we all enjoyed so much of this movie that we could probably talk about it for like an hour. Yeah, two, two thumbs up <laughs> as, a, as a whole. Two thumbs I, up. Uh, we have a thing where we talk about um, uh, look uh, look up, which means like thumbs up essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look down, or I think we I think we close look your eyes. Straight <laughs> a, look straight ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Was, look straight ahead is like it was okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but definitely like definitely look up. Like yeah, yeah, you should definitely see this movie. Agreed. There's this mo there's this motif or a theme in the film that comes up multiple times that's said most by Bradley Cooper's character. Um, this this concept of it's like an artist's job to speak their truth, be themselves, 
and to share that with others. And that like, if you have something to say, to say it. Um, and that that ultimately is what makes an artist is if you... Don't matter why they're listening, just say it. Oh, man. <laughs> that was so good, Sam. Oh, thank you, guys. Ooh, that man. was my Jack Nicholson impression. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and then specifically born out of that, there's this um, cool monologue moment that um, Sam Elliott has. And um, he's speaking to Allie at the end after Jackson has died. Um, And this is sort of what our topic is born out of. Jack talked about how music is essentially 12 votes between any of you. I feel like it's worth noting, uh, worth noting that we intended to record this podcast that same night. And I was like, I can't. I need to process and deal with my feelings. Well, it was just it was so it was so much. There are there are so many things. Uh, Gosh, like love, the dangers of celebrity addiction, suicide. Like there were gosh, there's just like love. There's so much in it takes a while to unpack mm-hmm. for sure so jumping off of that again relating back to like the topic that we're talking about we're talking about remakes um just kind of as a whole but i think definitely inspired exactly what janelle said by that clip of like uh having something to say right and that there's a bunch of different stories right and with a star is born there's so many different tellings of the story um why tell it again right why make a remake so i think uh i guess kind of responding to what you just said, Janelle, that there was so many things to kind of jump into, like why I feel like they told it this time or this way. Like, why did why did Bradley Cooper tell it this time? Um, I feel like he was slightly lost. I guess is how I feel. Um, in that, I because his character committed suicide. For me, it muddied up the end of the film, and I wanted it and thought it was going to be about Allie, Lady Gaga's character. And her, again, her being a star, being born, um, and that whole journey and kind of, like you said, like celebrity and sort of the dangers of it, but also authenticity. Um, and that's what I was getting a lot. Like the main theme that I pull is like authenticity and like having something to say and like being truthful to who you are was what I felt they were pushing. And once he commits suicide, I feel like it does add all these other things that are going on. And suicide for me is like is such a huge choice that's going to affect people so greatly uh it felt to me that it pulled away from that main message of authenticity um and the movie ultimately ends on her singing the song that he wrote um and she had dyed her hair back to the original color which she had changed previously um which felt like they were pushing away from like what was authentic to her 
Um, but it never seemed like they like she was upset with how she her life was going. She seemed happy to like be changing all these things and be, get really poppy and things like that. So I I'm feel I'm kind of rambling here because I again am struggling with the ending. Felt like it muddied up the message for me. So I I guess I'll throw it to you guys. I didn't feel like he nailed the main message. And if I had to say why did Bradley Cooper retell this thing, I don't have a clear answer. Um, besides I feel like he wanted to capture the lives of these two people in this vulnerable moment. Uh, I think, I think why he chose to tell this story versus the story he wanted to focus on telling are like slightly different things. That's fair. Yeah. I think, uh, when we talk about remakes, I think ultimately the, the 12 note thing is a great example of it. It's, uh, if, if we were all given a picture that we like that kind of, I think any picture, right? The concept of a picture tells a thousand words. It has a, um, it has some kind of story assigned to it. And if we all looked at it, each of us would have a different story. And so I think that's I think that's a big reason why remakes happen. I think uh, people have a take, and they have they use their life's experience, what's in their heart, and the things that they want to say, and that's what comes out. And so. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a big reason why remakes are a thing. Yeah, I super agree. And thinking about it from a, like a play perspective, right? We've talked about how people do plays over and over again. Uh, I know you guys have talked about like Shakespeare is a great example of that. Um, but just in general, right? Like, like high schools are always like doing the same plays. Like you'll meet people who did high school theater and they're like, Oh, did you do that play? And like, oh yeah, I did that play too. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, some of that in an academic sense is for learning, but, like, the directors always – things are being redone all the time, for sure. And I do think having a clear take on it is very, very important. Um, and reimagining it in some sense of, like, this is why I want to tell this story should be clear, right? If you go to a, see a play and there's, like, the director's notes, right, it, usually why, they're, why they decided to do this work is always in there because I think it's very, very important. Um, and I do think that they touched on that really, really well, and I do love that sound clip that we just played. Um, yeah, I, I do think, again, talking about the movie, I, I do think they missed, I personally feel like he missed some of that toward the end. Um, but I definitely feel like almost, um, just on the topic of remakes that he made a statement for why you should remake things in a great way. With the 12 note thing? With the 12 note thing, I yeah. Agree. yeah, yeah. I feel like he, like, almost, maybe more than anything, made a statement of like, you should remake things because you should have a voice and you should right. be able to tell your story. There's this uh, quote, uh, I think I may even have brought it up in here before, uh, because it's one of my favorite quotes, and it's by uh, Martha Graham, who's the mother of modern dance. Um, oh, I'm familiar. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I don't. Why did I thank you? On behalf of Martha uh, Graham and her family. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the quote goes a little something like this. There is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there's only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and will be lost. And I think uh, talking about like having to speak your truth and, uh, and share the thing that you have to say, um, we do, I mean, with social media and stuff, we live in a world where everyone gets their say. I mean, the, we're on a podcast right now. We have a little soapbox that we're standing on and sharing our thoughts and feelings. And uh, I, as much as sometimes I think that is a, a curse because people can stand on a soapbox and say terrible things, I also think that it's important for you to speak the truth that's in you. After we saw it, we talked briefly about that 
your specific grievance with the choice to, instead of it being a car accident or him. I think there's I think other ones he he did also commit suicide, so that is sort of in line with those. But anyway, if this idea is that they had to, you know, write their music, create their art, and share it because they had something to say. If he felt that he didn't have anything to say anymore, and to me, I think it is tragic and makes sense. Um, what in a story is so compelling that makes people want to do it again and again and to see it again and again and to hear it again and again? For me, in this story, it's like a love story, and it's so sad. Um, I think we like tragic things <laughs> sometimes um, because it's that catharsis. Yeah. We've, we've seen it happen, so it doesn't have to happen to us. Right. I think that's why, I mean, Romeo and Juliet has been done over and over and over. And even on, uh, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was a rip. It was something that he, it was a story that was he a had stolen. Like fable. Yeah. So th- that that story is so sad. And then something that obviously is compelling enough to continue forward. When I think about a remaker, I think about why we do art, right? That's an even more broad topic, which isn't exactly what we're focusing on, but like does apply. So when I think about it in that sense, I super agree on a general sense, like express your voice, right? Going off of your quote. Um, I do think that it's good and important to, if you feel a need to express this thing, follow that and do it and be truthful to yourself and, and just express it. Uh, I saw a production of my friend's play recently of In the Heights, um, and one of the things in his director's notes was about like seeing this play for the first time of like being like, oh, I'm seeing myself on stage. Um, he is Hispanic and felt like a deep connection to like the plot line of what was going on. So he wanted to express this because it meant so much to him when he first saw it. Right. And I think that I could definitely uh, pick that apart and say like, well, cool. But what specifically about it are you trying to say? It seems like you just love it. And so you're doing it because you love it and you want to spread it. But isn't that enough, right? If that's his message, maybe. Like, it's um, this is uh, important for people to see it. Maybe the message is that, like, uh, not enough people see themselves on stage or, like, in min- a minority sense, which I think he did end up touching on in his director's note. So anyway, I think about it in that sense. I am super like, yeah, like, if you, got, if you want to tell this for some reason, just follow that and, and tell your story. However, that being said, if I think about it with a more critical sense in mind, or if I was thinking about why I would personally want to remake a movie, um, I do think that you should have a strong reason why and have a specific um, goal in mind. So thinking about it in a Bradley Cooper sense, I have not seen the other ones, um, but if the other ones were much more about a love story and it was uh, sad to like see one go or it very much focused on the idea that she was rising and he was falling and it was about that, then that's great. But I just feel like it felt clear to me until the end that the reason Bradley Cooper was telling the story because he really wanted to focus on authenticity and especially because they were able to modernize it so well and use um, Lady Gaga and do very like pop music today. There's a song where she's like talking about like filling up the butt. What is that song? Filling up the uh, butt. It's, it's what? A butt in those jeans. Butt in those jeans. Oh See, they're filling up the jeans. Gosh. They're filling up the jeans. I don't know what it's called. It's inauthentic, How guys. Does one I don't even fill need up to. A butt? You know, fill up that butt. 
Um, anyway, stuff like that, that it felt so clear that like it was sort of a statement on authenticity and like today's music and him being such like a singer songwriter, like folky blues country star. It was like very much about like your experience. Right. I think country would be synonymous with very much like having your emotional story to tell. So contrasting those things, that felt so much like what he was trying to say. And knowing that Bradley Cooper, like, is an artist for sure. I mean, everyone who's making these movies is. But, like, I was like, oh, cool. I I bet you this message means a lot to Bradley Cooper. Um, And I wish that he had focused a a lot harder on that. I feel like he dropped the ball a little bit personally. But, again, that's not fully what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, like... I do think it's very important that because he retold the story that he had a, a, a vision in mind. of I'm going to tell the story about authenticity. And I think if he didn't have that in mind, that I would disagree and be like, well, why do you need to retell the story? So you're saying that a reason why we come back to stories that we've already seen lots of times is that you have a fresh idea for it. New perspective. Uh, is that I, what you're saying? Uh, n- not necessarily. I'm more saying that I think you should have something that you feel really passionate about or that you can do this really well, and I want to tell it because of this reason. Not that it necessarily so the, has to be fresh. I think that that would be a bonus. But just that you're like, oh, I can retell this and focus on this thing that I love so much. So so a reason would be because I can use this story to say something that I want to say. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like a new uh, perspective. Kind of, I mean, I, I can see like the nuance fresh, of the difference. Like right. a fresh. It doesn't it's, have to be fresh. A, right. because, <laughs> because a new perspective could change things dramatically. I do feel the need to say, because I'm struggling so hard uh, with not saying this, uh, while I believe it was authentic, like I don't think it's fair for us to assume that his goal was authenticity sure. because that's the message that spoke to you. Right. Um, I think if the message, for example, were love, like Janelle had said, um, if that is the main message, then his death being uh, a way to protect her and allow her to continue to speak, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't uh, have words left, or even if he does, knowing that what she has to say is so important to him because of how much he loves her, um, that wasn't a, a bad choice, and it was told through the lens of authenticity, right? Um, but was it? What? I said, was it? The a, a big part, too, I think, of some of the previous retellings of this story is that when they're first getting together it's just like i'm no good for you like no like no you you don't want to be I with saw, me i saw a trailer of the chris christopherson barbara streisand one uh, last night uh and uh was laughing because there's a part where she's just like it looks like it's the first time they met and they're driving and like he's famous and i know it's the time since so part of it right but she was like well why don't you just marry me <laughs> And he's like, oh, I can't. Like, uh. she was, come on, you know, you know, I'm great. Like, you should just marry me. And her, like, begging him to marry her, in a, especially in a scenario where he's like this famous guy. It's very sad. Yeah. Anyways. Um. But I think. Um. Yeah. So I. I. I, I think. Potentially, it's probably. Most about the love. I really appreciated too that. For uh, something we didn't really touch on, and this might be stepping too far to the side of what we're now trying to talk about, but I loved the details in this movie. If that makes sense, like the uh, I will expand, so it will make sense. Um, the the specificity and the reasons why things happened, and them explaining past history and stuff like that. It was all so well justified, um, and I. A part of me feels like that was another reason why it all felt so, so real and so relatable. Um, but I appreciated that 
that that trope of the I ain't good for you like I'll just drag you down is it's in there but it wasn't something that was said per se because it was their love was more um like mutual and on the same yeah, was it in there? level uh, no yeah you just said it was in there but it wasn't it, I, like, it wasn't said let like, me give you a good example when they're driving in the beginning uh mm-hmm. the driver says oh i'll find you a place and a hundred percent you know that he's saying that so that he's like trying to take care of him and keep him from drinking more right he's like oh sorry yeah sorry i just can't find anything and it's not like the guy overacted it at all Right, um, the guy uh, Matt from Heroes, Matt from Heroes, <laughs> <laughs> friend of J.J. Abrams. Uh, those are the things I know him best as. Also, the voice on the radio in uh, Star Trek when <laughs> shut up uh, in Star Trek when uh, when he goes, "You stole my car. You better come back with my car, you little brat," or whatever. Uh, and he like, oh yeah, oh, can't stand it. I know you planned it. <laughs> as he drives up. Anyways, so but like he a hundred percent. Does this thing where he um, he he's like trying to keep him from bars? And he goes, "Oh well, maybe just go right over here." Yeah. Oh yeah, right here. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that looks like a bar to me." Great, and goes in. Uh, and the way they deal with his alcoholism uh, is that no one ever goes like he's an alcoholic, but that happens. And when she sits down with him at a bar for the first time to have a drink, he like drinks half of his gin and tonic down real fast, and she makes like a face like. Okay, <laughs> like that's well, that was a big drink. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna talk about that. All right, but it was great because like people don't just go, "Are you an alcoholic?" Show not tell. Right. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like so those things that you're talking about, like I I completely agree with you, you Janelle. There are things that are definitely in there that aren't openly said. They are treated with reality. For sure, I super agree um, that it did that. I still struggle with. I do feel like the both the love and the authenticity felt both of them felt too strong for me which made me feel like it wasn't clear enough to be one love is strong don't you <laughs> yeah like the can you water it down please can you water down that if love? you're trying to tell a story about authenticity then maybe you should but you're tr- you are obsessed with this I is know. a story about authenticity I, you guys are obsessed with this is a story about love Shh. uh no i said i said no. it could be sure it could be you these keep things. saying that this well, was done uh, wrong for sure, well for sure for sure for sure <laughs> what i'm curious about is um, do you think that one should rise to the top clearly or when we, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself because earlier I talked about how much I loved that each moment had so much depth to it. Mm-hmm. Like when she came on stage the first time, there were so many different things going on. Uh, I think it's different, but do you think that one message should rise to the top when you're telling your story or do you think it's okay to have like, Oh, it was a story about love. It was a story about greed. It was a story about, you know, apathy. Like, Oh wow. The movie was so deep. I think we say so much when we communicate that to expect a movie to say only one thing uh, is uh, is not uh, genuine. It's right. disingenuine. Uh, having one thing that stands out. I, yeah, here's I'm the issue. Out. Here's the issue. If I uh, similar to the the picture, if I say a sentence and you have your own bias, something's going to stand out to you that will stand out differently from somebody else. So like. You could you could focus on in most cases to your point. I would side with you and say, yeah, I think one message should be clearly the main message of the story. But I really think they did such a good job at several messages mm-hmm. that like it's hard for me to say that. I don't feel like I feel like you should do that because otherwise you'll end up with a muddy message. And I don't. Uh, the only part that I feel is muddy. Uh, again, going back to the spoilers, is that. Uh, in the way that they don't fully go into detail to explain things to keep that kind of um, 
that realism by not over explaining themselves. I feel like it's clear the trajectory that they're that they're showing without like saying fully. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to see more of like where does she end up as a result of him uh, killing himself? Where does where where does that change? Uh, how she's been acting because that's the message that didn't feel the, that that felt the most um, unfinished was that she was being inauthentic uh, and the movie kept talking about being authentic and at the end I think we're seeing her becoming authentic uh, to herself and speaking with her true voice um, but I don't feel because they don't over explain it. I definitely was like, I just wish they gave me like a little bit more of that. But I also think some of that is just because I cared so much about her mm -hmm. that I wanted you to give me the the happy ending so that I knew that she was going to be okay. Right. Because I just loved her so much. Yep. This obviously is a story that's been remade a bunch of times. Um, that remakes are like a huge thing right now, I feel like. Remake. Um, <laughs> Every time you say that in my head, I go, remix. Ba -ba 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 -ba. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's oh, what I'm trying man. to do. So here, I'm going to say remake, and you do ba -ba -ba -ba. remake. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Listen. I got tongue-tied, guys. I'm usually better at doing it. Remake. I'm in my head about it now. I'm going to mess it up. Uh, we had said the topic being remake. Um, and, like, should stories be remade? And like, uh, um, immediately that was Sam. Sam uh, said that, right? It was well. Scooby Doo popped in and oh, said that real oh, quick. Oh, that's right. That's where all the Scooby snacks went. Raro raggy. I think anyway. you guys confused my Jack Nicholson impression with the Scooby Doo impression. Oh, that I was what doing it Jack was. Nicholson. Oh, right. oh gosh, it sounds so Rack much like Nicholson. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo can't say James. No, I just said my own name. <laughs> Perfect. That's Jack Nicholson. Oh, right, right, right. yeah. Um, the first thing that I thought of when asked the, like, should we do remakes? Like, why are remakes done so much? Um, as I keep coming back to this, like, like Disney right now, they're remaking all their animated things into live action. And it's, they're even the same, they're even the same, like, it's literally the same story. It's just like, they're prettier and maybe with humans now right um uh there's a huge trend and like i mean books have always been i mean that's like a pretty normal one i feel like right but I, especially now i feel like like books are getting redone all the time um and i just think it's i've the critique i've heard most often and sometimes i agree with it and lament myself but this idea that like have we lost original thought um which is why, in a in a big way, I know that this was the one you guys did last. But searching, I appreciated about it. So I'm, obviously, I'm biased because my friend made it, and I love him, and he's amazing. Yeah. So I'm super duper biased. Again, but Anish, if you're, Anish listening, if you're listening, please come on the show. Yeah, sweet Anish. Uh, my current girlfriend, and hopefully for the future, <laughs> Janelle. Uh, <laughs> just to say, they went to prom together. He took her to prom. This is the guy. Niche. Oh man, moving forward. They won King and Queen together. And we awkward danced because take that conventional people who would That's have normally right. won. What a connection. The theater the theater kids. I wish Bradley Cooper directed your guys' dance. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. Good time. Thank you. Um, so but what I so 
I appreciated a ton about the film itself. I really, really, really loved it. Um, but it was it, it was so original. At least to me, it was like I'm. We're. I feel like we're getting so used to eating the same thing we already had, and like, what a revelation to have something that's totally different. Um. So. Yeah, I. I, I mean, it, you know. In the same breath, as I'm saying, like, oh, remakes, but A Star is Born, like, was its own thing. <laughs> what, what is your thought on on the Disney remakes? What do you? How do you feel about those? I've been disappointed. You've been disappointed, but are do you think they should be happening? Have you asked yourself why are they doing this? It, you know what? <laughs> it. Mm. Well, you think about that. I'm going to ask a question. A, a side separate question. Do you guys remember the first trailer for the Cinderella remake? No. The teaser trailer? I mean, nope. barely. Uh, do you remember? Well, the, the Aladdin one just came out. Have you seen it yet? No. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. What were your feelings when you saw that teaser trailer? I was excited, yeah. but mostly because it looked really pretty. It looked cool. It did look. That's yeah. a, They all look gorgeous. Right. Sure. Like the Beauty and the Beast remake looked So the message beautiful. that's rising to the top for me is how pretty it looked. They decided to not do it in a cartoon. They didn't realize that way you could be like, oh, wow, this is Aladdin, but it looks really pretty. Do you know who's directing it? No. Guy Ritchie. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy, actually. It's, we- it's, and, it's and a it weird didn't look choice. It's like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, at all. no. And, yeah, what an interesting There was I mean, not enough grain. Kudos to Guy Ritchie for <laughs> being able to make a Disney film. Um, but yeah, I do. Th- I have heard people say, like, oh, they sucked, or like, I don't even know why they're doing that. Like, why is Disney doing that? And I think it's because they don't have a clear, distinct reason on why they want to do these remakes. Oh, they have a very clear, distinct reason. Money. Dollar, dollar bill. Because D- Disney's an evil corporation. I feel <laughs> this way strongly. Um, it's been an interesting... I don't even believe in evil. Sorry. No, it's I, real. That's No, I don't believe that there's universal evil. Sam has his own compass of what's evil, and Disney falls in line with that. Oh, man. Yeah, to, to me, I would hope that there are way more reasons that are great but my knee-jerk response is it's just a money thing like these so many of these stories so far at least they haven't been done in a way that makes me feel like there's something new in it um the or uh, like 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 I'm, I'm getting something else out of the movie i think cinderella got close right it, mm. the, in the remake of that one um that i just like a month ago saw for the first time <laughs> here in fact um but that like i i the my biggest takeaway was appreciating well lily james is like super cute and i love her um that's her name right yeah nailed it yeah love her she's great um uh but that this that push towards the have the courage to be kind um, have courage and be kind. Oh, have courage and be which kind. Which is what I teach my daughter. Which, right, with, like, that to me is like, oh, that's cool. Like, if uh, the beginning of it, the like, the prologue kind of, when it's dealing with the father and stuff, mm-hmm. was, like, longer and tried, it like, was Seeing trying to be more. And the effect that she had on yeah. her is great. Yeah. It was, like, trying to be more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I felt like in some ways it felt short. It fell short. Like, the beginning of it I was so into and then kind of, eh. Um, and then Beauty and the Beast was for me a total miss. Um, again, like cool casting choices, but then I lost so much of what makes the story so great in all the flashy stuff. Also, if you're gonna do the singing portion, 
you better be able to sing. Dude, uh, I and I I do like that. Uh, from me, we've talked about this a lot with the Star Is Born. The the concept of the filmmakers had this intention to show how strong and independent and uh, forward thinking Bell was. Like, and that is something that was a goal in their storytelling that I've heard said many times. And I, I didn't get that. Me either. Um, Not at I all. think the closest thing is I think she saves herself at one point, where in the um, in in the cartoon she may have been saved by somebody else. She like finds a way to get herself out, mm. which is like the closest thing. Yeah, gosh, I just so I mean in Jungle Book too, like it looked. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about Jungle Book because that was loved by many people, not Sam and I. It was and beautiful. I thought it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly. like about all exactly. that I have to say. <laughs> I I remember, I remember thinking it was really pretty, and I remember thinking that like. The, I thought the voice performances were great. I thought that kid was really, really great. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, I didn't, I don't feel that I got anything new or different or better from it than the original. That actually is an interesting better. That maybe that should be the goal can oftentimes you? with a remake is if you can improve upon it. If sure. you're doing it again. I mean, uh, granted, that's like a big boast, right? To be like, oh, I'm going to do it better than this thing. But I tech, I mean, yeah. Really, I totally get what why you're would you from. do it again if you th- unless you think you can. Sure, my answer is instead of better, I think it's different, and that's why I'm asking. Well, sure, and that's but, why I'm but asking. That there's something. What are you elevating? Yeah, precisely. Sure. There so there's, is. I can do this one specific part better. Like I can, f- if I focus on this part of the story, I can do that better by highlighting it more. It's not that I necessarily did it better or that my movie's better, but this element that I did would hypothetically be more focused on, which would quote-unquote be better. But again, for me, it's different. And that's why I'm going to ask my question again. Do you feel like when you're making a remake that you should have a specific goal intent, a specific way that you're telling the story and something that you're trying to make rise to the top? Well, that... You technically asked two questions, I feel like, for one thing. It feels like a trick question, too, because, like, of course, if you're going to put the time into making a flipping movie you'd better have if you're gonna tell a story have a purpose yeah. have a have a have a goal in mind right so that's just period but we talked about earlier and with your quote where like expressing your this voice as an artist is like equally as important but we also talked about nuance of like the way we speak like your your target may be one thing but there's going to be other messages in what you're saying which is why i was coming down on you so heavy about the authenticity thing right. you keep approaching it like he wasn't clear about authenticity i'm saying i don't think authenticity was his was what he was trying to say i think he was trying to say something else through an authentic voice right that was his phrasing or accent or mm-hmm. sure je ne sais quoi and i can disagree but that doesn't make me right for sure uh nor does it make me right sure it makes me right though uh, absolutely by default yeah so when uh, so when all these <laughs> when all these theater companies go out and they start r- making Hamlet again and doing Hamlet everywhere, should they be doing that? Yes, I think so too. A hundred percent. But I think the reason my answer is yes is more about learning and growing as artists and being able to express yourself and like wanting to express yourself. Now, if I take that same question and apply it to like uh, uh, a major film corporation like Disney. My answer now is not so much. I, I have higher uh, expectations for them and more like you better think harder about what you're doing and why um, <laughs> because I think they have, I guess, more responsibility in my brain to like actually make art worth art if you're going to pour that much money and time into something. That's, that's interesting. Right. But as for me, when I think about some random community theater production, I don't have those same restraints. 
I think people can just start to express themselves and want to be able to produce this thing because they're learning and growing. So I have a list of, of reasons for remakes, and I'd love to go through them. But first, definitely want to talk about this. Um, I think uh, that Disney should make as many of these remakes as they want. Uh, and I don't ultimately... Uh, the child in me and the nostalgia in me wants them to be good or better. Same. Uh, Same. Every however, time. the fact that they're making them, like, I'm if I choose to watch it and I'm disappointed, just like any th- any other bad piece of art, like you're disappointed that somebody didn't do better, or in some cases, like when it feels lazy, like uh, Jungle Book is a great example of like I feel like there was a lot of work put into that, and oh, I yeah. don't know why it didn't land for me, except for that I just did not care. Right. I just didn't feel yeah. connected. Uh, I do have thoughts, but I, this is not sure. a Jungle Book podcast. Right, right. So, so with that, though, uh, like they did something, and that's not – I don't think that they shouldn't have done it. Uh, I think uh, by all means, go ahead, uh, similar to uh, a, a small theater company choosing to put their time and energy into um, a Shakespeare fest or something like that, right? Like even though it's been done a thousand times, they're going to do it. And Disney can redo this stuff all they want, and they can lose money on it, or they can gain man- money on it. The issue is that it's all uh, for Disney. It's way more about entertainment and dollar bills. But like, does that make people happy? Do kids enjoy it? My daughter loves Cinderella. I think it's not very good, mm. and she loves it. And if she takes away one thing from it, and that's to have courage and be kind, then I call that one a win, Has and she? I'll pay for it. It's interesting. Has she seen the original? The cartoon, the cartoon yes. one, and she prefers the modern one. Um, so, uh, yes, um, that's one of the things I was going to bring up. Is there's another aspect of just updating for right. an audience, right? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting to yeah. Like we we grew up with uh, roughly <laughs> we grew up with like Star Wars, right? Um, through these different ones, the newer like uh, 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 Force Awakens is going to click way more with children right now because the other one looks old. Yeah, like, the, like, like the Phantom Menace. Pacing. Phantom Menace came out when I was in elementary school, yeah. and it was like a huge deal for me. Right. And I remember hearing grownups being like, "Ugh, I'm so bad." And I was like, "I liked the pod racing." Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think the pod racing is great, but yeah, a hundred percent. Like the pacing of older movies does not connect as much with the modern audience. So just updating that for them might me. Yeah, maybe that's good I, enough. I think people probably thought Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand were a sexy couple of people. My when that movie came out. Loves. That movie. See? And the, she's always like, oh, Chris Christopherson. And I watched the trailer for it, and I got to tell you, I feel like there's a lot of, like, awkward, like, meant-to-be-sexy stuff that was probably, like, sexy at the time. But I was like, like, what is what is happening? <laughs> what is this? It definitely felt like that movie was way more about them getting down than, uh, than anybody singing, because the singing stops real quick in the trailer, and it becomes way more about uh, them uh, right. so hooking that, up. To that one was about their love, and then this new one was about authenticity. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, so, so I'm going to list a couple, and you guys uh, like uh, uh, tell me what you think of those things, right? Uh, yay, so me. to update for current times, and I'm going to include in that for the audience, as well as like you know, th- there's a little women movie at the theater right now that is placed in modern times as mm-hmm. opposed to for the time it was written, or like how many Jane Austen things have been redone for current times, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a reason to do a remake. Just to say, are we the, are these all being produced by big film companies? Either way, I I think I'm going to answer for film companies for because that's for me. That's because, my hang up. Because you have a harder. That's my hang up. Right. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. So. My answer is no. That's not good enough. I think that should be a th- that can be a thing, but I don't think it's good enough. Why? 
because I think you still need to have uh, more of a, a, a message that's going to, again, I keep saying rise to the top, but I think they can retell Cinderella, right? And Or, or uh, uh, you guys mentioned Beauty and the Beast, that people were saying that like it was she was such a forward-thinking Belle. Um, and I remember that that's like what I definitely took from the cartoon version, that Belle of all the princesses seemed the most like true to herself and like kind and like had much more personality than the other princesses. To me. To Whoa. me. Sure. I was going to say, Pocahontas? all I remember is her Mulan? Re- there you go. Okay, yeah, Mulan. Whoa. Mulan's really good. Mulan's really good. I mean, um, technically, like, yes, she's not a princess. She's the hero of China. Right. But Correct. Oh, Disney just the hero of China? Her, the fact that Belle's Disney love... considers her. The fact that Belle loved deep inside the beast and saw the beast for his heart instead of his beast, uh, <laughs> I thought rose to the top for me, and I love that. So if they when had focused... Kid, my thing was she got... he She liked books, and he gave her books. And I went, oh... Oh, that's give love. the lady what she wants. Sure, that's, that's proving the the heart inside. Um, and she paid attention to it. Yeah, like Dad Nabbit, like he knew that she liked reading, and then he was like, "I'm gonna give you a library." Yeah, Dag Nabbit, guys, and Dag Nabbit, these corporations trying to make these movies. Anyway, my point is, is yes, I'm pro them updating it, but I think if they're going to update it, right, update it in the sense of like, yeah, make Belle like showing that love wins and to love all things sure. and modernize ooh, that message. Ooh, question then. Have you seen the updated Snow White movies with Kristen Stewart? I have not. Okay. What? Why not? Snow um, White and the Huntsman? Yes. The reason I ask that is because what you're saying is, like, if you're going to do it, like, I want to see, like, some new, like, more modern sensibility. And I feel like Kristen Stewart's, like, warrior Snow White. Sure. My, yeah. Hundred percent, but if she my, sucks love, though. So I my love, issue is I that love I don't think, at her though. <laughs> I don't think we would be having this argument uh, if the movie were better. Correct. If they, if they did do a better, and job. I'm saying the movie. So do you right. think that when they're making it, they're not trying to do a better job? Uh, yeah. You don't think they're trying to <laughs> there's do a part as of me, good or a better job? There's a part of me that thinks they're rewriting these scripts because they know that like these will be interesting and apply. I think that that first message is one of their main messages, and I think that that's not good enough. I think that should be such that a... It, that they're updating it? That they're updating it. I think that that is a, a huge part of the conversation. And then they rewrite these scripts to be modernized, and that they're playing on the same themes that the original movies, the original cartoons play on, and it doesn't feel any different or specific or anything like that. Okay. I, so I don't think that's that's my point is I don't think that that's enough to be a main reason. I think that they're trying. Uh, I I think they would. I yeah. Even even though, because here's the thing: the better it is, the more money they make, and every uh, they're making every swing of the bat matter, right? Like they they want to hit a home run as opposed to going Absolutely. to first base. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a good example is uh, <laughs> you guys actually have me watching Naruto. Uh, and I've been going through it. Good pronunciation. Uh, thank you. Uh, Naruto. Um, and, Bad pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Shippuden. I am complete. I'm not there yet. Uh, but I am completely obsessed with trying to figure out how to make a live action version that uh, because I would love to see that. If I did that, it's not a it's not a money grab. Granted, I'm not a big corporation, which I think is probably going to be your uh, argument for this. But uh, I clearly want to do a good job. And if Disney owned it and then went, great, we're going to hire somebody to do this, I would want it to be right. as good or better. My flaw in what you're saying has nothing to do with the corporation or anything like that. I don't think your reasoning uh, – you have not stated another reason in addition to wanting to make a live action, so I don't think that's good enough. Why do you want to make a live action version? What does live action do to your theme, your story? Like why live action? I want to see it. But that see that's not good enough with for me. humans with real right humans that's not good enough for me either that's um, not a, for me. that's not a specific why if 
uh, the question you had asked before was specifically, is it being... Uh, Updating? If For a modern audience, right. if that is a good enough reason. Um, and I say yes, because I thought of an example of why I agree with it. And that would be Sleepless in Seattle. You're welcome. Please elaborate, because I have no Drop idea. The mic. <laughs> so have you have you ever seen Sleepless in Seattle, Sam? Yes. What's Sleepless it, in Seattle? Oh, That's well, let me tell you. you. Um, it's a beautiful story about a girl and a guy, and they fall in love. Um, uh, what you can't see in a podcast is the shoulder shimmy. It's just true. I did a really good shoulder it's shimmy. Important. I'm sorry. Um, Sleepless in Seattle is sort of like a like a reboot of... Isn't it a reboot of Affair to Remember? Shrug. Well, if it's not, they reference it a ton, and it's definitely taken... very confident it's with taken, this. It's taken heavily from that, and I think that totally is just like a re... It's a reboot to a modern audience, just like um, You've Got Mail, also with the same cast, Mr. basically. Hanks. Um, You've Got Mail is a retelling of Shop Around the Corner, which was a movie done in... The 1940s, and I believe that story existed even before that in a play or something. But, but that that how do they do it without the internet? Arner, um, but that is like a totally sweet romantic comedy, and that that is simply just doing it again in modern times, right? And I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. It's using the modern technology, which mm-hmm. in Sleepless in Seattle was actually a radio show. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's how they're using the modern technology to tell the story. And I think what it does is it allows a, n- a new audience to relate in a different way. And my great example for that, for Naruto, <coughs> to win my argument, is that not everyone likes anime. Sarah will not watch uh, Naruto because she feels like it's boring because there's not enough movement on the screen. And... Uh, for sure. live action would have that. Just to say, I think if Disney or whatever hired you to do it, I genuinely believe that you as a filmmaker would find a reason on why your medium would serve your story and that you would figure out why live action means so much to you or why you want to tell it in that way. So I do think that you would. I but already I, know why. Because I want to see it. I want to the, see people doing it. I want to see I want to see the spectacle. Feel, yeah, I, I know you say. hate it. That's what I, I know say. you it hate that like answer, spectacle. but I want to this see is, it. But this is why I hate musicals, too, is I don't feel like the answer is, all, is the medium is always serving the story the best that they, they could be. Um, and I know that I'm probably not as affected by songs as other people are. That's ultimately probably the answer. Why is animation a better way to um, tell the story? Of Naruto? Yeah. Uh, well, currently, as I have only seen it in that version, like uh, I think it would be very difficult to capture like the amount of silliness um, and also like how amazingly like cool it looks sometimes. So your answer is because it would be too hard. Uh, no, but also that you couldn't capture you couldn't capture the silliness. Like you wouldn't be able to get away with some of the things that they're getting away with when he does sexy jutsu and turns into like the girl and the guys like bleed out their nose like insanely amounts because they're like. So uh, distracted and like ter- crazy. Sure, maybe I, you'd cut that out of your life. I mean, actually. ultimately, I would argue that that's not what makes it Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, uh, or, or or good. I, that, that sure. Like, if I had to cut around that or make something like that, the silliness of Naruto is important to me for the show, and I think okay. there's more moments than just that, like his butt sticking out and like all the crazy things when he spray when he uh how like, important spray is paints it all the uh, the Hokage heads right, and he's like dashing around all crazy. Like, there's a silliness and a funness um, that I don't think I that could you could that. capture when the he, same way when he farts during. When he farts during his fight with Kiba, mm-hmm. and that's how he gets the upper hand because Kiba has heightened smell. Sense of smell right. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Sure. I, all of that stuff I feel like I could do. I didn't uh, like Scott Pilgrim and the Girlfriends. What's that movie? Scott Pilgrim Scott versus Conquers the, the World. world. And the Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I didn't like that movie. you are wrong. Because it, it tried to like do anime things. Oh, you're so wrong. Uh, but you liked, but you like uh, um, Speed Racer. Yeah. It's a same but thing, it's, bro. But it's not. The Speed Racer changed so many things. They did what you're kind of saying. They removed so many things Sam about just has Speed a Racer. boner for Emil I think, Hirsch. I think I there's a thing with bringing animation to life that is is a reason. I think that's a valid reason. Sure. What's el- what else is on your list? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, this is similar, but big, I, I literally just wrote book to movie, game to movie, cartoon to live action, I which we've talked about. We, we, just, we just hit it. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you want to say anything about book or game to movie? My answer is the same. I think that's not a good enough reason. I think you need a specific reason on why you think you want to tell this book on film. And I don't think the answer should just be because more people will see it. Mm. Uh, I, you know what? Actually, take that back. I <laughs> take that back. Want to enjoy I take that the back. Story. If you're, if you're, um, Sam, that what you just said would I omit I Lord of the Rings for you. I took it back very quickly. Uh, and and no, Lord it wouldn't the because they changed a lot of things in the book, the, the movie. Um, J- yep. Anyway, talking anyway. about motivation, not execution. Yeah. Their motivation was, was to, to bring, bring it, it to, to life. life. I don't think that was his only motivation. Uh, I'm making Naruto faces at you. Sure. Well, <laughs> hold on. Regardless, I said what I said, and then I immediately took it back, and you guys are still holding me to it. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Um, I take it back because I will say there, uh, the idea of if you feel very strongly about what this message already is, like, I love this book. This story needs to be told, um, and I need to tell it in a medium that will reach more people. I'm ultimately down for that. Um, like something like... Uh, I don't know, like biopics of like Selma or something, right? Like, I, yeah, yeah. Tell the story. I tell mean, story. I want to, I want to put my voice on a live action version of Nocto so that I can bring what I think is an awesome story to a broader audience, that I, more people will get the opportunity to see it. I want my wife and my daughter to get to enjoy it because they don't have the patience for the anime. I think my, to kill a yeah. mockingbird. My answer might lie in, in, in importance then. I just don't think that reason is enough. I think if your reason, if the message is important enough, then I think it's okay. Because sure. like, but then I would again, I, my answer is still the same. Is I get that idea. I think that's great, but I think you need more. I also think I think with books specifically, the draw is to see it. Do you know what I mean? Not just in your mind to appeal to those, yeah, who and maybe so, need so the help imagination wise. I do. It's not. I don't know that it's even that. You know. Some people can't see it in their head. They need some help. I just I think there is something that's exciting about the idea of getting to see something full out that you've seen in your mind a certain way. I mean, the Harry Potter movies are like a huge a huge thing of that, right? Yeah, yeah. That there's like this you have an idea in your head about how Hermione looked and then you get to actually see it on screen. And not to say that, that, you know, is canon or whatever. Like the way you see it is the way you see it, but just You're right. to be able to see it in life is an extraordinary experience to like, or even that sometimes like you, you yeah, the I, dragons. And you guys like, are right. The, you guys are right. I just think. I've been swayed. You guys are right. The if little, you're switching. The boats, the sensation of like hearing the music and seeing the boats and like right. them like going across the water. Crafting like, the magic. If you're switching mediums, I think that it makes sense. Okay. Because uh, I, I will say there is even a thing of like when you've imagined something so many times and you get to see it in life. Like the concept of reading something in Harry Potter, and then you hear the music and see the boats mm-hmm. on the lake, a hundred percent. Like it's hard not to tear up in those moments. Right. Just there to it is. to bring it back to Disney for a second, 
That's a huge draw. For sure. Of these amusement parks now is that this immersive experience, getting to see it in life, something that you've... Right. Just Magic say, is real. I don't mm-hmm. think switching from cartoon to live action is a switch of mediums. I think it's a switch of genre. And that that is not enough for me. I think you need a stronger why. But switching <laughs> complete mediums, book to film or film to book or whatever no. version of that is just, enough for me. Uh, let me give you a great example. My niece has, uh, when she was, I think, five, my niece, Katrin, um, when she was five, we spent the Christmas together as a family. And it was my first Christmas being with her. Um, and she had seen the Rudolph cartoons before. Um, where like you know uh, all that uh, where all that stuff happens. Uh, so what happened was we did the like cool let's leave let let's leave cookies and carrots out, and I like broke off some cookies and wrote a note like from Santa saying oh and Rudolph loved the carrots and stuff like that. And when she read it, she like I remember so distinctly I almost I like laugh cried. She said I didn't know Rudolph was in real life because it was in the note from Santa. The getting to see something, these real people f- from something in animation, I didn't know Cinderella was real. Mm-hmm. I think there's an element of going in the same magic that you capture from Disney parks, like being able to meet a princess is a similar thing is it's a it's a person. It's not just somebody who's drawn. Uh, like I think for the children, it makes something real. And I think that's important and special. Mm-hmm. I think so, too, that it is a separate medium in yep. the same way that like a graphic novel are images and if it was done in a film it would be a totally different medium like voiceover work yeah, and acting are is it are are it they're both acting but they're like certainly different they so, take different skills just to say really quick i have to test them uh so a manga is made and then somebody makes an anime out of it before somebody can make a movie out of it so they win so i don't get to do it uh, manga is like cartoon style it's graphic novel i know but it's in the style that the no. anime would be no which the way TV. closer i no <laughs> i disagree i think that's like saying like watchmen should have been a cartoon because uh. you think it should it should have only been a cartoon no no i don't okay. that way. so either regardless somebody somebody beat me to it because they made an anime before i could make a it's, uh, film it doesn't mean that you can't so do it anymore to. it's that i just need to justify to sam why I want Justify to. your audience, man. I just don't think it's enough to stand on its own. Kay. That's all it really is. The next thing I have on here is uh, um, New Perspective, mm-hmm. which we talked a little bit about already. Very big fan of that. I also wrote same script to different, different director because mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potters are a great example. I'm so glad you brought up Harry Potter because I've secretly been sitting around going, I wonder how long it will take for them to finish Fantastic Beasts and then reboot. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, because I'm actually excited for that. Like, I'm sure I'll roll my eyes and go, oh, another money grab, but I want to see people redo it. I want to see a reimagining yeah. of these things because um, there is an element of, like, cool, so this person, we got to see three different Dumbled, no, sorry, three, two different Dumbledores, right? Yeah. Um, which, for sad reasons. I but it was cool. What a, what a difference. It was, yeah. yeah. It's a very big difference, and I think as time went on, uh, Gambin did, like, much like I think he started to stray into like I don't have to honor this other one anymore I'm doing my own thing and sometimes to detriment but regardless like that's opinion I want to see more people yeah do it I'm excited to see uh, maybe a darker version when they uh, I was young enough or slash old enough that when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was being made I was excited to see a darker version 
by Tim Burton, who had done Big Fish, who I, which I really liked, mm-hmm. um, and with Johnny Depp, who I also very much liked, who was not like people. He's very much been in a lot of things as a lot of silly characters, and it makes it hard to feel fresh in any silly any of these characters he does right sure at this point but at the time i was so excited the movie did not right come out great but i never heard anyone say like why are they even like doing this like everyone definitely knew that it was a new reimagining of the same movie right because his style was so clear you could clearly tell that he had a different take on this or a different style that made it feel different like i didn't really hear anyone saying like i don't even get why he tried to remake it or anything like that. They said that's, the original's better and that it sucked. Yeah, I'm not arguing yeah, no, that I know, part of it anymore. But I'm just saying that's that's why I'm Yeah, anyway. That, I'm just re- trying to prove my point. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm saying. We're we're gone yeah. past that argument. What sure. I'm saying is that's uh that's ex- I think it was uh, it's an exciting thing to see these new takes. Mm-hmm. So like having a different director's perspective I think is I agree. is I, a good reason. I do think that the last two were the same thing for me. You said one is a new director and the other one before it was New perspective. New perspective. The to re- me, those are the same. A new perspective kind of messes with, like, um, uh, uh, we talked about A Star is Born flipping from a guy to a girl and, like, uh, seeing how that, like, what what is this person's struggle? That's what I meant by new perspective is, like, uh, is instead of this guy being an alcoholic who accidentally dies in a car accident, it's a guy who struggles with uh, right. with suicide. That's That's new perspective versus... Gotcha. Because uh, a director will have a different take. Right, I guess But that's... what I'm saying is you could take the same script and every director would have a different opinion on what that same script is. Yeah, what they're, what that's they do. fair. They are different. I guess in my mind I was trying to say, like, ultimately it's their director's job to have a new perspective. So they feel the same to me. Right. But you're ultimately but right. My, Even if they don't. Naming. Sure. I'm, I ultimately think you're right. I do think they're different. Uh, then there's the money reason, which is safe. Uh, and even, even for viewers, though, it's safe. It's safe because you you know you like the story mm-hmm. of Harry Potter or you know you like the story of A Star is Born because you've heard it before. You know you like the story of, uh, um, what was one that, uh, that they keep redoing? Like Sherlock Holmes or Peter Pan or mm-hmm. Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like you know that you like these characters and their story. Honestly, Cinderella has been done like a trillion times too. Sure. Not even just the Disney version. Ever After, which. I have not seen. You and I are going to watch that. Sounds have you seen good. Ever After? I have. Isn't it so good? It's very good. Uh, I watched it for the first time in like a little while, a week ago, and I cried through a lot of I, it. I mean, even the so the the um, the the new Cinderella stole the moment in the woods where she meets the prince from Ever After, right? Because that's not in the cartoon, is it? E- correct. You're totally right. Except Ever After does it way better. A hundred percent. But I'm saying that concept of like that moment. They totally. took from uh, yeah from someone else. When you say money, would an example of this be? Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, Janelle, as you know way more about musicals than I do and the theater business. Um, but a, a theater company saying, "Oh, let's do Into the Woods next year." People, audiences love Into the Woods. Is that what you mean by money? Like Into the Woods will sell. I think I think it's a similar. That's a similar concept. What safe. He's getting what at, I yeah. was saying yeah. is safe, not not necessarily money. I'm saying uh, it's safer for audiences and for people to know that they're going to make money. Oh, I see. Because what you're what's saying. happening is you you know that you're comfortable with this story. I, I'm sorry, I misinterpreted. You're I'm totally right. very it's likely to a, see Aladdin. It's more of a gamble to do something. Right. It's more of a gamble gamble to create something that no one's ever seen before, because um, you and don't know more if they're going to like it or not. And it's also more of a gamble as a viewer. To be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Like, what's this going to be about? Exactly. Cool. Yep. 
and that's not and like uh, unless we want to talk about that like no judgment on either end of that it's just a, a fact of I think that's a big reason we do remakes and sequels yeah yeah I don't have any judgment uh, I, I mean we have I'm sure we have plenty of thoughts I'm <laughs> just Sam saying do we want to no get into judgment. those yeah no, no no for sure you're totally right I think that's a great uh, reason why and I, I, we already talked about this too, but the last one on there is New Generation. Like it's like Next Star year. Wars is like the greatest example of that for me. Is like because every <laughs> roughly every uh, uh, twenty years at this point they do another they do another trilogy right. to where like oh wow like uh, like we're a little bit older right like w- what's your favorite um, of the first six uh, Return of the Jedi I agree with you. Um, and I'm a little older than you, so that's great. But Byron <laughs> Forbes, Likes. who is younger, Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Of the say Revenge Sith. of the Sith, right? right? We all like the conclusion. That's because Byron's crazy, and we love him. I think I don't think he's alone. I, I think, think a lot of people would love that one from his generation. I think he connects to the angst. <laughs> he sure. always is quoting Anakin. He loves like all, and he thinks that Hayden Christensen did an amazing job. I've heard him say that that like oh dude he captured like all like the anger like so good. I hate you, Byron. That was good. Oh, actually, that's a really good your Byron turn. expression. You're so right. So that's my list. If you guys want to talk about any of those things, I think those are really good. I think that's like a really solid list, Brandon. And Thanks. I enjoyed talking about it. I also think it's a great list. I think those are awesome things that totally happen, and there's a good account of why people would make a remake. Anything to add to it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel this sense of like, I still feel like I'm holding people to like, you got to do more than just choose to do a remake. I just, I, I do feel that in my bones. You feel it's a responsibility. I feel it's a responsibility sure. to have more than just, oh, I feel like retelling the story. Um, and I do feel like while I agree with you, there's some stuff that maybe they're just missing execution or there's stuff where just because I'm interpreting it this way and I think they're not doing it that they are and I'm just not seeing it. Uh, or it didn't, again, come through all the way that they wanted it to or whatever it is. I think it comes down to execution. Right. In the same way YouTube uh, stars are made doing covers. Sure. Right? Like, I just want to sing that song because I love that song and somebody else did it and I want to see what I can do with it. Right. And it comes down to whether or not people like that enough on whether or not it, it succeeds. For sure. In a way, though, I think you're touching on something that I truly do feel. I even think at the highest levels people are not thinking about why they're doing it enough. So when people are like, oh, I really love the song, I want to do it, and they play their song, and sometimes it goes really well and people like it, and I genuinely believe that sometimes that's a happy accident, that just their voice doing that song happens to have a reimagining in some way, that it fulfills something else on your list that does feel like enough that people can like sink their teeth or really enjoy in some way, um, and that those are accidents and not fully on purpose sometimes. So personally, while I do think it's important to... like trust that people at a high level are making the, their decisions with just reasons. I genuinely believe that sometimes they're not, uh, especially based on the type of movie, right? If it's a more popcorn movie that's genuinely for entertainment, like maybe some of these Disney remakes, I don't think they're putting as much thought as they could personally into, again, why they're making the re- Why are they choosing to tell the story again? But that's just my feeling. I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think there's an element to like I do think I do think that it too often people don't think about why they're doing what they're doing and uh, that affects quality and I do think you have a responsibility to think through what you're doing. Um, I think a lot of what I'm saying is is predicated on like you thought about it and you care about it because if you don't care about it then you won't think about it but if you do then you're going to put a lot of yourself into it. Even uh, jumping back to Star is Born, I think Ali's character despite 
being ridiculous in the pop stuff, especially like when we talk about like that SNL stuff. But she threw herself into it and she tried to do a, a great job with it um, despite like it being something like it didn't mean that she was working any less. Sure. I also think it's up in the air whether or not that was you mentioned earlier that it was inauthentic, that that was what they were doing, right? That that was inauthentic to stuff. I think it's up in the air of whether or not that was actually inauthentic. She seemingly always loved that she was making these choices. Sure. She seemingly loved that fill the butt song. Uh, I, I'm I, the only thing I'm struggling with is the the inauthentic uh, choice of words of like uh, that it wasn't authentic to who she was. Is that what you're saying? That it was authentic. Yeah. That you're I'm saying, saying you think it was, and I'm and you're. I said. Yeah. I'm I didn't saying think it was. I think it's right. up in the air. I don't Sorry. think they they answered that question. Sure. Okay. Just like this probably is again a sidestep, but Lady Gaga did an interview with Stephen Colbert, and in the interview. He asked her if, uh, because they discussed how she she wrote all of the songs that she sang um, in the film, and then she specifically wrote them for Allie, not for herself. Right. Which, I mean, is a totally interesting concept and, like, makes complete sense. Um, He asked her in that section, I believe, he asked her if any of the things that she's written in the past... If, you know, if she kind of looks back at him and goes, ooh, that stuff. Um, like her earlier work, because she's obviously grown as an artist over the years. Um, and she, she was writing for, like, NSYNC and stuff back in the day. Before she was even a star, she was, like, writing hit songs for other people. Bam. Yes, yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, uh, and her answer, I thought, was really smart and i i think that it potentially has also to do with Allie's mentality as well but her response was no i'm not like embarrassed of the stuff that i've ever written like it it was it might not be true for me now but it was true for me then and um that's she's like that's i think i forget exactly what she said but i love the way she phrases it but essentially she's something along the lines of like that's and that's all I can do is be exactly who I am when I've written that song and like and then share it. And I think like potentially in terms of the sorry, if this is this is really just talking about the plot of the movie again. Um, but that that concept of her Allie's character getting kind of sucked into the that pop style, which to that point seemed sort of not at all who she was or what she was saying or what she had to say. That maybe that's who she was at that time. Mm. Sure, I think I think for me what what remakes boils down to is that I'm I think there's enough uh, air for everyone to make as many movies as they want. Yeah, uh, I think that there's a responsibility, um, which I think is what we're kind of um, dancing around, Sam. But like, I think there's a responsibility to filmmaking, and that's that is important to me. More so than like whether or not you decide to remake, um, you know, uh, Shakespeare for the thirty billionth time, Romeo yeah. and Juliet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like to me, like I, I think the only justification is for wanting to do a remake uh, is that you want to. But then at that point, know that when you take something on, there's responsibility. That's exactly what I was going to say. If at any point I have dissuaded anyone from like 
reaching for the thing you want to do, please know that that it was not my intention, uh, and that I genuinely believe that you should, if you feel passionate about something, that that is enough to pursue it. Um, and then, yes, exactly what you said is once you've decided to pursue this thing because you want to, you don't need the why to want to, just do it, and then you'll figure out the why. As long as you take the time to sit down and figure out the why, I think you should search that inside yourself as an artist choosing to tell a story. So, yeah. Any mm-hmm. last thoughts on remix, Janelle? On remixing? Um, Re- remix? Yeah, no, she's a, she got it. Remixing yeah. works, too. On just, yeah, when when you remix, um, you're taking... Remix! I think this movie was really special for a lot of reasons. Um, and I think I'm going to need to see it a couple more times to fully realize all of those reasons. Word. That's where we're going after this, right? Uh, sounds good. I would do it. Um, I would, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, <laughs> so... This guy's back. I think, uh, I think that truly I think one of those is that clearly there is something in this story that is poignant enough to have been told multiple times in multiple ways across multiple genres and decades and decades. And I think that um, what they did with this, Bradley Cooper and all of the cast and crew, um, is they they made something pretty they, I mean it's true agree. it's just one of those it's one of those films that you feel transported and I think it's really special so it was like a delight watching it and it's gonna be a delight to think about it more cause it wrecked me <laughs> and as I've been listening to the soundtrack in my car it wrecks me yep. uh, the amount of pretension that comes out of me because I literally when I told Sarah this movie like destroyed me, but I didn't say that movie. I wrote out, I had to change it. This is the truth of what happened. I wrote <laughs> this film destroyed me. And I thought it was so funny that I like immediately referred to it as a film. Right. It wasn't a movie. It was a film. This... And I changed it because I felt like I was, there was something pretentious in me that I didn't like, but I, this uh, piece of cinema, dude, this piece of art, your art was the prettiest art of, of all, all the, the art. art. Good. We got at least one office quote in. Right, exactly. Uh, I also think that um, that Bradley Cooper, I'm really excited to see him do something else. He has set an uncomfortably high bar for himself. Oh, my gosh. Lady Gaga did better. How do you? The she whole did. cast The whole cast was phenomenal. So good. Um, I was also, like, stunned that he sang it, too. And, mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. He has a great voice. Um, yeah. And that they did it live. Is like so good. So in the end, go see A Star Is Born. It's great. If we didn't do remakes, we wouldn't have experienced what we experienced. That's very true. Take that, Sam. Take that, Sam. Because Sam doesn't like remakes. And now we're signing off of the Storyboard Podcast. This has been your host, Jack Nicholson. Oh my gosh, you're doing Jack Nicholson? No, I was, do- no, I was doing the movie trailer voice. You guys, you sounded the like- one time, the one time. I thought you were doing Scooby-Doo. I, the one time! He took off his headphones. You can't see it, but it's really dramatic. Is he leaving? I think he has to be. Should we start the real podcast now, Janelle? Wait, wait till after he leaves. This has been a Don't Look Down production. Join the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DLD Storyboard. Also, support us at patreon.com slash don't look down production.